Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Listen, you know, we to cover everything from um, Bitcoin to life to how to just do great things in this world. And today I met a young lady who does hair that has taken hair to another level. And one of the reasons why I'm about, I'm about to wrap up the show, because as I travel this country, I see a lot of women not taking care of their hair naturally and more uh, wigs, more dye, more uh, things, too many chemicals in your hair. And this young lady right here has invented a product that is healthy and that could do it. Now, before we get into that, do you think it's ever going to be linked that the chemicals and stuff that women put in their hair can cause cancer, cause problems to their productive organs, et cetera? What do you think about that? Uh, most definitely. It affects the endocrine system. Um my my sister is actually endocrinologist, so I I've learned about how the perms and everything, and that's another was another motivation point for me. Okay, now tell me um, first, give the people your name, um, your website, and then I want you to tell them about your journey and how you got to to develop this product for um, the people. Okay, my name is Malha Bly. And my website is thehairgym.com. That's T-H-E-H-A-I-R-G-Y-M.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, this journey was kind of a progression. So I have a, a daughter, and she has, like, two different types of, of hair in her head. Okay. And so, like, all throughout our life, it was we were buying stuff, trying it, didn't work, threw it away. And then I started making stuff on my own on the stoves and started my own product line. And because my major is in production operations management, so I mm-hmm. am a manufacturing person and okay. I'm an IT person. Okay. So I, I, I was like, why don't I just take all this IT and manufacturing and just figure something out? So... I was traveling for a company, and I was in in Denmark, and I came out of the airport, and I seen this lady using um, this tool to look at hair. This was, like, Mm -hmm. in 2016. So I was like, you know what? So I quit my IT job, and I went to cosmetology school, Mm -hmm. and and then I started writing a provisional patent for the idea that I had. That okay. almost gave me a heart attack, by the way. That was Wow. What was the drawback? What was the pushback on that? Trying to it put was, back together. Yeah, because they they use a lot of legal terms and technical terms that, you know, that to try to force you to get a lawyer. And so it was mm. just like kind of writing a thesis because you got to research and look up and what do they mean by prior art? What does that mean? Right. You know? And and doing a lot of sourcing, so that's what made it really hard. But mm-hmm. uh, we we got through that, and yeah. um, 
So I just started like putting it together myself and I was working with different engineers, but nobody could get my vision. They kept trying to make me kitchen machines and coffee pots and <laughs> or coffee okay. makers and stuff like that. Right. So I ended up just like studying on my own, doing a lot of YouTube. I learned how to do, uh, you know, electricity and, and calculate things there. I worked on just like mechanical engineering type stuff. Um, I went more in depth with my programming knowledge wow. and just, just did everything myself. I mean, I love it. marketing research, <laughs> marketing research. I totally cheated. I signed up for Uber. And I okay. drove Uber because I had captive audience and everybody that was in there, I was like, can you fill out the survey for me, please? And I give them like a little sample of my stuff so I could get all awesome. of the information. Wow. Because yep. I said, I don't want to drive for Uber anyway. So if they report me, I do I care? No. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> clever. That's clever. So, thank you. So after yeah. I got all the market research, I, I was just basically asking people, if someone would make you your own custom product on the spot, how much would you pay for that? And the average on that was, or so the average was about fifty to sixty dollars. People are willing to pay to get something okay. right the first time. And right. I was like, whoa. So I was like, okay, I do need to pursue it. So I started going to different salons and asking them how much would this machine be worth to you. And you know, they gave me what they thought it would be worth to them. So I'm looking at this as being an an, an asset. You know, there's a lot of us out there hustling and doing hair and everything. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if we realize that African-American women spend nine times more on this hair care stuff, right? Yeah. We are 80% of the money that comes from this is from our community, and we're not keeping it. That's totally true. I'm just – And something that you're saying that – I'm sorry to interrupt. Something that you said – that makes sense because African Americans have made everybody else rich. Yes. Like we've made the yes. the, 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 um, the Asians, the people who do your hair and the beat rich. We made the mm-hmm. hair industry rich. We made mm-hmm. the uh, concert um, and comedy shows um, promoters and owners rich. We made yep. um, the clothing companies rich. Yep. Isn't that something? It is, but I looked into further, like, study on psychology, like, what our issue is, and it's that Uh we've been taught that we're dumb. We've been taught that we're worthless. It's a brain game that they played with us to get us to be submissive because, honestly, I feel there's a fear because we are very intelligent. We spend a lot of our time inventing things, not thinking about how we can steal or be, you know, corrupt. Um, but that being said, mm-hmm. I actually, my patent, I mean, I was blessed beyond all measure. My mm-hmm. patent cleared in six months. That's awesome. a record. Okay. And you know who I beat out? I Ooh. beat out Henkel. And people probably don't know Henkel. Henkel's a German company. Okay. And they make Schwarzkopf. So if you say got to be glued, everybody probably knows that. Right, okay. So so um in Germany they have uh, a ecosystem very similar to mine and they were gonna branch out in the US. They started running everything saying we're gonna be sold in the US. 
but my patent stopped them. But it's useless if I don't get the support, then they still win. You know what I'm right. saying? Because they so have a money I, machine behind them, correct? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, because they're, they're big. They're like um, Procter and Gamble, Gamble, Unilever. They're a big company like that. But most of their stuff is in Germany. Yeah, but they tried to get there. But hopefully, I mean, I know you got your system, but hopefully they'll come and try to license, buy it, but you license it to them for millions and millions of dollars. I thought about that. That wasn't a thought. And then I thought, well, why don't I just maybe build it out, create my own manufacturing, you know, hire all blacks, empower black people, and have us be in control of this market? Because the U.S. is the largest market, right? Right. So everybody right. wants doing, the U.S. market. Doing, right. So what you do is you negotiate the deal with them to do exactly what you said. You license it mm-hmm. for the money, but your company still runs it. Like you still can oh, do exactly okay. what you're saying, right? But let's them right. give you the money, millions of dollars. Don't sell you so cheap. Millions of dollars. And you license it for maybe three years. And every three mm-hmm. years you renegotiate your contract and you take it up a million. So as long as that product is doing good and it rolls over. So let's say you do the first two years for anywhere from a million to two million, just throwing out a number. Then after three mm-hmm. years, looking at the numbers, then you go up again and license it. So every year, every three years, you're putting the extra mil or two million on, plus getting a profit of sales, et cetera. Mm-hmm. As it, oh, it's a, it's a win for you, babe. Okay. That's, another, that's, another, I, that's another way you can go. I did have um, uh, someone reach out to me, but they were like, oh, yeah, we'll take 35%, and but it was like of $250 million, and I just kind of felt like 35% when I am practically had a heart attack and I'm stressed out. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't really feel that's worth you it when you've done that. you got to take the emotion out unless you are you, are you a millionaire. No, I'm not. Okay, so you're not thinking, babe. What are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? Well, you know, it just, I don't know. It, you you get stuff. You It's like you said. I think the emotion within it was like, this is my baby. I did this kind right, of thing. Right, right, right. Um, but if somebody's coming to you with millions of dollars out the gate, right, like you right. can have pride. You know, pride can probably get you fucked, right? Oh, this right. is my baby. And fuck that. I'm going to do it on my own but you lack finances. Right. I don't think it's pride. I guess what I was trying to do is trying to make sure that it stayed in the community. I'm tired of everything no, going still out. You still can do it. And so, you like and it, I, and you still do what you say, and they finance your dream. You still own it. It's still yours. They pay for everything okay. you just said, everything you went through for the community, and you run it in America. That that sounds that sounds good. That sounds good. Now, all you all you're doing is giving up a little percentage, and you license mm-hmm. it. If you not you still own it. Remember, you still own it. You only license it. You're not giving it away. All right, but I feel like thirty five percent is really is really steep. But maybe maybe it's not. Well, um, you said he's giving a two hundred fifty million, right? Yes. Come on, man. But they weren't. But they weren't. 
Yeah, but then it's like, okay, I guess I was thinking, okay, this because that's going to the agency, 35%, you know, 10% in church. When we're all done, it's like, wow. So, okay, so I, agency, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm going to make sure I'm clear. Mm-hmm. The agency was going to take 35% of the 250? Yes. Yeah, then you did, no, you broke it a deal yourself. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So, uh, and that's yeah, my 35, thing. 35% is high, but here's what mm-hmm. you do. This is your idea. So, see, look, okay. what, what people don't understand in this world is that when somebody comes with a number, it's always negotiable. Mm-hmm. Always remember that. So if they came 250 and they said 35%. He's like, see, the way you got to do it is like, you know what? Let me run this past my agent. See, this is how you do it. Let me run this past my agent. And you find a friend or somebody that knows what they're talking about. They negotiate the deal for you. So 35%, I guarantee you could take them down to five. Wow. You why. <laughs> 5% of $250 million, I don't know anybody that's going to turn that down. Especially when mm-hmm. they ain't doing nothing, they didn't develop the product, right? They didn't put right. stuff together. They didn't put the patent together. So you're right. Why should I give you 35% of something that you did not put together? You didn't put the deal together. Now, did they bring the deal to you or you found the deal? Oh, they they brought it to me. And then they said, well, you're using my time and my talent. And I'm just like, okay, but this took my time, my talent, and my treasure. Mm-hmm. I invested almost $150,000 right. into everything. Yeah, and, 35% is too but, high. I don't care. They, I, I would give them anywhere from five, the highest 10%. And, you, and it's anything you license it to that company you sign that agency on for a year, right? They might come at you for two years. And you say, okay, mm-hmm. I'll, get, I'll, start, I'll start you at five. And if you do a good job, I'll give you a raise in two years. But you're going to need somebody to rep you to close the deal. That's all. Okay. But that's a, that's a layup. Okay. Find somebody to trust, but find somebody to trust that the negotiated. You can always play this episode back to hear what we're talking about, right? But right. that's the way you move on the percentage. You move on licensing it to the company for a certain amount of money. So this is going to be the, how you tell the agency what you want, or the attorney or friend who's going to rep you. You tell them you want to license it for $250 million, um for over a certain amount of time. Then after those three or four years are done, guess what? They're going to sit down and renegotiate again. So you don't let nobody say 250 and that's a lifetime. You got to turn their mind. Because over a lifetime, um, they're, going to make, they're going to make way more than 250 million. Right. Let me negotiate. The, you know, let's just say let me negotiate the 250 for maybe five years, maybe three years. You give that agency five to 10%. Boom. And you want it in the United States. They finance the... Um, the buildings that you want, the same ideas that you have. Mm-hmm. They finance. You don't take the two fifty they give you and spend your money. They pay for it. Okay. You're gonna kill it, babe. You're gonna kill it. But go ahead with the story. I just wanted to I just wanted to <laughs> go in there because I, my, I I started being what's my man's name from um hold on a second. Entourage. Audi Gold. 
Have you ever watched Entourage? <laughs> Only like once or twice. Let me tell you, there's an agent on Entourage. His name was Ari Gold. And even though I'm a stand-up comedian, I'm a businessman, and I love closing mm-hmm. deals. I love winning. It's something about negotiating the deal, and I win. That gives me just a, a, a thrill that's amazing. So that's how my mind always thinks. Even though I'm stand-up comedian, I always tell people uh, I'm a businessman, and comedy is my side hustle. So when okay. I hear things like this, I get excited because I see so many ways to win in negotiation. And what people um, are bad at is negotiating. They, yes, it's truly, they, yeah, people are bad at negotiation. So I always tell people, since you know you're bad, and somebody comes to you, the number always say, give me time to think about it. And then you call people and talk to people that you think they know what they're talking about. And then you mm-hmm. come back and give your offer. But never when you're confused, never tell people, yes, this is what I do. I don't care if it takes a day. I don't care if it takes a week, a month, or two months. You've got to make sure you do your due diligence before you give a number because this is what happens in the music industry, right? The rappers mm-hmm. and all that, they find out they get robbed later. And the people that sign them are making all this money. But the artist didn't take the time to negotiate a proper deal that will make them happy and rich. All right. right. Now, how did the name come up, Jim Cosby, you know, the the, the gym thing? What what I call it a gym. (laughs) The the hair gym uh, was because initially I was thinking about having people that were on memberships, so it would Mm. be easier to keep track of, of things. And then, you know, when you're doing your financing and everything, you kind of want to get the money up front. So if they're paying for their memberships, then that gives you working capital to improve your business. Right. Um, so I was going there, but the, the actual name of the machine and the process is called Cosmixology. Okay. So, um, so Cosmixology, C-O-S-M-I-X-X-O-L-O-G-Y. Mm-hmm. And that's my, my Instagram, my Facebook, and my Twitter or cosmixology, Um, because the whole process, I did a lot of traveling. You know, I was in Turkey, Mm -hmm. I was in China, Denmark, to find good ingredients because I feel like we're the only country that poisons its own people, Mm, Um, you know, in the food and our daily products, you know, you'll find wheat, uh, you'll find tree wood, you find pig byproduct, you find all kinds of fillers and stuff that's uh, unnecessary, but because we're capitalists, we're just trying to keep the cost down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and I had problems with my my scalp as well, and Uh part of it is your chemistry changes throughout your life, so you can't Uh just get one product and stick with it. And you Mm -hmm. have people saying, oh, my hair is falling out. Well, I've been using this since I was two. It's like, yeah, you think things may have changed? <laughs> and also right. the ingredients in that particular product may have changed, mm-hmm. like our toothpaste. Yeah, toothpaste that's true. used to help you whiten your teeth, and now it, you'll see a small line that says this may, you know, cause your teeth to turn brown or darken your teeth or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what? What? <laughs> that's true. But we don't pay attention to this stuff. Right. We don't read it. So, I agree. Exactly. And in Turkey, I found just like tons of uh undiscovered things. So I want to kind of supply the products that go in it as well, but it lets the user know 
exactly what's in their their products, right? Because they're making it themselves with this machine, right? Uh So they put it in, they're like, okay, I know what all is going in there. And the machine does the algorithms and configures everything based on the results that it got from um, the hair analysis, which is a Uh wand. Tell me if I'm talking too fast. Okay, no, I'm just um, Okay, so it's a wand, and it has two purposes. It it checks the pH balance of your hair and your skin, mm-hmm. and it also um, amplifies it up to like six thousand. I'm sorry, six hundred. So you can see, you know, the cuticle and pores, which tells you your porosity and helps you determine different things like elasticity. So yeah. if you were a new a new student, you don't have to go in nervous. The the wand's gonna read everything and tell you what's going on. And then it feeds the information to the machine that makes the desired product. So if you're doing so how would, face- how would, how would a person know? Like say with me, I, I never did I, ne- I don't know nothing about hair or anything. I walk into mm-hmm. the gym and how do I create my own product? Uh, basically, you, you're just going to sit in the chair, and I'm going to give you um, an iPad. You could also do it on your phone if you were at, at home. I'll give you mm-hmm. an iPad, and we're just going to start looking through your scalp so you can see it, actually what's going on. Because none okay. of this stuff, your your scalp may look very clean from the naked eye. Right. Um, and so when we take pictures, you'll be able to really see what's going on. I'll okay. give you an example. I had a guy come to me, and he said, we were in California, he said, I went to the dermatologist, and they said that I have no pattern uh, baldness, and he's like, but I'm going bald in spots, and and he was like, I heard that you were working on something, and I was like, okay, yeah, stop by, so he came by, and we did did the analysis, and it turned out he had folliculitis, which basically meant his hair follicles were infected. So they were preventing the hair from coming through. And so I said, okay, we'll, I'm going to email these pictures to you, you know, and uh, you show those to your dermatologist. In the meantime, uh, go ahead and put some, you know, apple cider vinegar, you know, gave him a little tonic to put on it for a little while and mm-hmm. take it off a couple times a day. So, yeah, and he was like, my dermatologist was like, where did you get these pictures from? And, <laughs> you know, and he was like, oh, who is this person? And it's just like, oh, it's mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. What, you sh- what you should have done. Right, right. You know? So the the gun, it, it feeds the information so that you can see it. So it puts it in a graphical image. You can see, you know, if you're visual or it can give it to you in words. So you can clearly understand what is going on with you and keep track of your progress of improvement as well. Okay. So what part did I miss? Hmm. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> I was drinking water and I didn't want to talk to choke. <laughs> So that's, oh, the reason, that's the reason why I, I, I paused for a second. So now, so there's really no turnaround if certain people have problems with their hair. It's a treatment facility that you either get your hair done or you can treat your hair if you have problems with your scalp or your hair, correct? Well, no, it's it's a basic uh, salon. My My partner actually does the the salon because I I did the cosmetology school mm, but okay. I I don't I don't practice on the hair mm-hmm. um my so my girlfriend she does all the hair and then I would do all of the analysis mm, okay. but 
so what we we did was well what I did was create this uh machine so that it makes it so we're not guessing, you know, and okay. to make so people now happier. people who you so you would have to hire people, you have to train them to learn the machine to go out to do a, a true professional job, right? I wouldn't have to train you. I made it very what the Japanese call mm, Tokyo. Awesome. So okay. you just you turn that machine on, you type in the name of the person and it says start taking pictures. You take the pictures wow. and the machine reads it, runs the algorithm, says these are what the issues are. So now to a naked person that doesn't know that business and I read mm-hmm. this, how can I intelligently tell a person that's sitting in my chair what to do? How does the person who's reading it, how do they get their knowledge? Like, how do you teach that person to tell the person that's sitting in the chair for the first time um, their results and give the proper diagnosis? Um, it, it will show up on their screen as well. So it'll show up and say, this is where you need help. You know, okay. and it could say, you so know, you have... Sub-dot system. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. that's awesome, so it it tells you, okay, you have actually dandruff because there's a fungus here, or it says, no, you have dry scalp. Mm-hmm. And so it determines, which that's kind of hard for us. We don't know. We just see flakes. Right. And so, and after it does that, then it also matches you up with the things that are going to help your hair. And that's what the machine will take that information and start filling it up and, and mixing your products for you. Okay. Now, side note real quick. Now, do you mm-hmm. think, this is just, now this is the comedy side of me, <laughs> do you think that when women wear wigs or weaves, right, and it's got their natural hair, and let's say it's hot outside, it's 96 degrees, mm-hmm. so when you walk outside, your ass is hot, right, and you got this mm-hmm. wig on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not yeah. degrees, but around your fucking circumference of your brain is 210. <laughs> Do you think that has a mental damage to people over time? <laughs> because if your brain, right, is not like cool naturally, I, I think you can over like a car can get overheated. I think your brain can get overheated. And I think the reason I'm bringing this up because I really want our women to start going back natural. I need your – what do you think? No one's done no. research on this, but I got a feeling this shit drives women crazy as time goes by. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts with the patent. Like, you see them patting the top of their head? That's how it starts. The pat, right? And you're like, oh shit, there it go. You don't know it. It's coming. The pat, the pat is because it itches. I know that it itches, but it's hot in the motherfucker. Right. Okay, so now on the brain, I don't think there is going to be any study that shows that. But on your psychologically, uh, probably. You know, um, one thing that it does do, I've seen people put on just regular wig caps and then Mm -hmm. tie it down at night and go to sleep. It's like your head, you're you're not getting any oxygen. Your hair can't breathe. You're smothering it out, you know. 
And so that was one thing that would drive me crazy. Or they wear it forever, and when you take it off, there's just dust and stuff flying around. Exactly. Wow. That is so true. Yeah, but and that, again, it's always, yeah. It, it's hard to go natural because me, being in IT, if you show up for an interview with a wig or braids, they're like, eh, you know. And so then it's like I get in there because I still work to support my invention. So I work yeah. for about four months out of the year or here and there. I move all around totally out of my comfort level. It's just like, I don't care. Where's the job? Oh, I'm going to Germany? No problem. Right, um, right. So I move around a lot. And I, you know, but when I first go in, it's like straight hair. After I get uh, there for like a month or whatever, I know there's not a problem with my work that you can blame on that. That's the only mm-hmm. problem you could have is with my hair or something, then I switch. And some people say, you know, well, that's kind of fake. Like a Muslim girl was like, well, you take me as I am. And I'm like, no, I need to get the money. Uh, I'm sorry. It might not be the way to think, but I'm in here to get money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, just I was just saying I could get out of my comfort level to get the money to, to get to where I need to be. And before that, we were just talking about the wig. But, no, it's just psychological. Um you know, how they made us think, okay, you're ugly if your hair is this mm-hmm. way. And, and you think that's what they made us think? Right. We, we have to get away, away from that. It's going to be a little bit but of a journey. Think that, but I do think. you think they think like that? Do you think that's the psychology of the people and that's the reason why they do their hair like that? Yeah, because, I mean, they'll come in and they'll be like, oh, make my hair straight. Or I have a job mm-hmm. interview. I want my hair really straight. You know, we've made a movement, I think, more, and we're getting closer to natural because, to be honest, I just went uh, completely natural recently, mm-hmm. um, like in the in the past couple of years. Um, and I think it's with the education. Hey, that perm's not good for you. Those products in the Korean stores, they sit on those shelves for six years. FYI, those products mm-hmm. expire. Those products expire in two, three years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it depends on what they are. They could expire in, expire in one year. Right, and that right. was another part of this journey. When I did my product, I'm not big on sales, and I'm, I'm kind of quiet about it. It's like, well, they'll see it, they'll get it if they want, and that's not the right approach to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I ended up throwing away $3,000 worth of product that I never wow. okay. Yeah, because it expired. And right. so I was like, you know what, with this machine, you don't have that. Because when you do that analysis on that customer and they see all this going on, they're going to be like, wow, okay, let's do this. And so you're going to boost your retail sales by, by taking this. So I was like, well, you know, I can sell to other salons. I'd, I'd love to get this in a lot of salons mm-hmm. that are African-American. Because right. if Schwarzkopf gets a hold of it, you know, completely, they're only putting it in their salons. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, you need a whole marketing campaign, and I hope this helps out to somebody around the world who who will see this and also want to invest more in you because you need a marketing campaign to get this into all the salons. Now, here's this uh, important question: I own a salon. I hear about your product. How much does it cost to have this machine in my salon? Well, if I, well, currently I'm doing a Kickstarter, but the Kickstarter campaign ends on the 8th, right? Mm-hmm. So if they go to kickstarter.com, which is a 
crowdfunding platform is what it is. So you can go and support people there. Yeah. Um, if they go to kickstarter.com, they can get the smaller unit that you would like put on your kitchen counter for uh-huh. like $500. You can uh-huh. get the salon unit for uh, less than $1,000. Okay. But if after the campaign is is over, the price is going to go up like three hundred dollars because I redesigned and um, you know so there's hardware involved, there's firmware involved to make mm-hmm. the uh, software talk to it. So yeah. that's what people don't realize. It's a lot of tech that is in that machine. Okay. Um, so yeah, so they would go so there you, and they so could see. So what I'm hearing, I don't, I don't, I don't hear this going into a salon in the hood. Like, I see that this this has to be in a high-end. No, no, I disagree because you, when okay, I did. I agree. Explain. Okay. When I did the market research, I did uh, salons, at, like, around the, the Houston area, uh, uh-huh. around, like, Fifth Ward, and they were all willing. I asked them, how much would you would you pay for this? And the number I was getting was between 1200 and 1400 because – they're going to make their money back so quickly. Okay, from, great. From doing and that. on your website, they, you can show everything. Like they go on your website, they see everything. They see what the machine looks like. They see yeah. um, how to handle it. You have instructions on the website on how to use it, et cetera, correct? On the website, there it's not detailed within instructions. It, it, you can't like see it good. Like I'm telling you what to do uh-huh, when showing right. things. Because I didn't want to make it too long. Now, if they go to the hair gym on YouTube, then they can start finding uh, instructional uh, videos. Okay. All right. Because it's important. So now, I've never worked on this machine before. I don't know. This is my first time hearing about it. I'm a, I'm a person who owns a salon. And how mm-hmm. do I get a test sample? How do I come use it to know if this is what I want to do? Because it's like buying an outfit online, you don't know if it fits. Mm-hmm. So when it gets to you, you say, oh, this is not fit, I'm going to send it back. So how do they know if this is what they want to do before they get it? I think if they look, if they just check out the different Kickstarter videos and see what's involved, and just the small, the short demo that I did there, and I say short, but I think it's still six minutes, um, they'll know you know, hey, this, this is a game changer right here. This is going to be okay. my clientele. Right. But I'm going to, if I say this Kickstarter is successful, I'm going to have um, lots of salespeople in different regions going to salons and actually doing the demos. Okay, great. Um, so if, they're say, if they say, hey, you know what, I'm thinking about investing in 10 machines because I have a big salon, I want one for each of my stylists or something like that, then right. someone's going to come out there and walk you through that investment because it is a satisfaction guarantee thing. So we want you to be satisfied. You don't want you saying, "Oh, we got to send all ten of these back." That would be a disaster. Right, no, we're going right. to come out disaster, and right. make sure you understand it. Yep, come back and out and make sure you understand it. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That is so good. I I, I love the idea. I think that um, to my fans listening around the world. Um, I think that this is something that you guys can look into. You follow this young lady that's doing your Instagram one, and tell me your name um, one more time as well. Malha is M A L H A, and the last name is Y. B is in boy, L Y. 
Okay, my heart. Uh, my heart. My heart. Mal ha. Mal ha. M a l h a. Yeah, mal ha. Okay, okay, my heart. Does that mean anything? It means queen in Hebrew. Oh, I like that. Okay, maha, and pronounce the last name again. Bly, B L Y, which actually means Bly. tall in, in Native American. Maha Bly. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So let me, and let me let you finish because I had to interrupt because I wanted to make sure that I pronounced it correctly. Maha. Okay. Yeah, okay. no worries. Okay. okay. And so um, if you go on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, I'm at Cosmixology, C as in cat, O-S, M as in Mary, I-X-X-O-L-O-G-Y. Yeah, and the, web, the website is com. The hair gym. The hair gym. I love it. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, on that note also, um, this is TK Kirsten Podcast. Listen, April, no, I'm saying April, look at my mind. June 8th to the 12th. Catch me at the Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York. Um, almost sold out. Get your tickets. Hit the link in my bio at TK underscore Kirkland. Make sure you check out the hair gym. I think this is awesome new because most of my uh, followers, believe it or not, are women. And I'm uh, like, I want to show love to all the women around the world who DM me, who show love, who talks about the show, who um, tells me about the, the great uh, topics that I bring to the TK Kirkland podcast. And I hope this is something, guys, that um, the gym, the hair gym can um, better your life and give you a great hair product and, Remember that, um, ladies, please love yourself. That's all I'm going to say. Please love yourself. The, the extra long eyelashes, I think as a man, we're getting a little too carried away with it. And let your hair breathe, ladies, if you can, because your ass going to go crazy by the time you're 70. <laughs> <laughs> this is the TK Kirkman podcast. This is the hair gel. Is my hot blind. Young lady, I wish you the best and may your pain be champagne. Thank you. God bless. Take care now. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.